Girls Who Product tells the stories of amazing women to inspire others to follow their path in the product area. This project is supported by Zalando. Hi everyone, uh, we're back with another very special episode of Girls Who Product. It's a video episode and today we have with us Heather Samring. Heather is just off stage of Productize Conference. She was giving a talk together with her partner on moving into management leadership. So welcome Heather. Thank you. And how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling like relieved or you just want to get more and you want to step on stage one more time? No, I, you know, I'm energized by these conferences. It's always fun to see uh, new product management faces and, um, and feel like you're making a difference. We did a workshop yesterday on you know, the basic groundwork of good product management. Uh, and then today's talk was a lot of fun. And, and so uh, any way that we can uh, help and inspire other product managers, then I'm happy to do it. Well, I know that you are a frequent public speaker. So yes. you run your own company. You're also being invited to many conferences. And uh, my question here is, do you still have this feeling of nervousness and excitement <laughs> when you get on stage? And if you do, how do you deal with that? Of course, I'm always nervous. Like it's it's not easy, um, but you know, over time you get more confidence because you get more um, intimate with the content that you're presenting, and the fact that my business partner Vidya and I are uh, so passionate about the topic, uh, we're more excited to share than we are nervous to stand up and talk. Um, uh, but yes, of course, I always get the jitters before and uh, I always sit back right before I get on stage and do a little calming breath and say, you know, I'm here to help people. I'm not here to get on stage. It's a little, you know, it's a nuance that uh, helps me stay sort of grounded in what am I here to do. Absolutely. Um, actually, I've been preparing a little bit for our interview, and I will confess I've been trying to stalk you on social media. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, yeah, but it was very hard to find you online. Um, so you are a public figure. You have a very international network. How do you connect with them? How do you stay in touch with them? Yeah, you know, I think the way I'm not in social media for social media's sake. Um, I look for opportunities to support the product community. Um, and, uh, and so whether that be doing a talk um, and reaching out to conference um, organizers uh, and offering up different uh, thoughts on what I'm hearing in the community. So I belong to a lot of social um, networks on product management, um, including executive women in, in product and, and women in product, as well as uh, you know, some of the bigger product management communities online. And, and what I like to do is sort of hear what's going on and, uh, and then find ways that you know, addressing some of the themes in the product management communities um, uh, and, and then proactively reaching out to uh, ways that we can address those themes, uh, whether it be through a presentation or a talk or a panel or or the like. I will say, you know, we are online quite a bit. So we have a YouTube channel. Um, we uh, we we try to do, uh, you know, we have a blog, um, but 
our passion really is to talk face to face and uh, and get in front of people and listen and, and learn. And uh, we do that through workshops and conferences mostly. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure if you're watching this video, please uh, make sure to watch online the comments. We're going to put there all the links to your uh, profiles uh, where people can connect with you and yeah, LinkedIn is huge. Like, so we're on yeah. LinkedIn. We're on, we're on sort of the standard, but we don't do a ton. Like, we, we don't focus on that. We focus on getting in front of people and, and getting face to face and and uh, sort of being in the community live yeah. and and uh, learning and listening and 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 then supporting. So sure, it's like more like a family thing. Yes. Right? So Heather, actually, uh, I invited you to um, take this interview with us because I found your work to be quite interesting. Um, the project that we are doing is called Girl Through Product and it's meant to inspire women to get into the product profession because unfortunately, until nowadays, there is a stereotype that product is either only for men or for those who are very giggy or for those who are very nerdy and like being in tech and it's not true no and apparently um i was at the productized conference last year and comparing it to this year i see a lot more women this year in this year edition and i see more women with very alternative let's say profiles mm -hmm. so do you think that we're finally getting there and breaking the stereotypes that uh, only men can be good leaders and we are finally getting more women in the leadership? Yeah, great question. I, you know, I think that people, organizations are recognizing the value of a diverse product management community. Um, we are developing experiences for populations of people. And without having the mindset, the perceptions, the perspectives of the people you're serving, mm -hmm. um, I find it hard to believe that you're building great experiences that are targeted towards the community that you're targeting. So I think the value of women in, in really just diversity, I, I, you know, I don't think it's just a women in product, I think it's a, a broader topic of diversity and, and bringing in voices from all cultures um, from all upbringings, from you know, from everywhere, um, that allows you to build better experiences, and and that's all we're here for as product managers. Our goal in life is to build great experiences that make impact on lives in the world, uh, in, in our communities. Um, so, how can you do that without having that kind of diversity, whether it be a woman? Um, specific race, LGBT, um, we need those diverse perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, in my past interviews, um, my guests have been bringing up this fact that actually it's great that product professions are so not obvious, they're not so easy to get to because no. if you want to get into it, you really need to make an effort, you, need, you really need to search for it, there is no university course that you can right. take. So maybe, do you think it's a positive fact that it's still not that obvious and not that easy to get into? Um, I don't think it's a positive. It's, um, it's an interesting dynamic. So it makes for interesting career paths. Um, I fell into product management. Most of the people that I know that are 
higher up into product management and, and in every level of product management, most of the people that I know in this community, they sort of fell into it. Um, they fell into a role that then became a product manager. Um, and that makes it tough for folks entering into this function because then how do you think about career pathing? How do you think about the baseline skill set that um, is required to, de to develop great experiences? Because at the end of the day, that's what a product manager does. And, um, and so it's funny that you ask. My, my business partner and I were product rebels. That's our company. Um, we saw this problem where there, there isn't a conventional way to learn product management. Um, and we have a very strong philosophy on what types of skill sets and training and behaviors are required to be good at it. And so sure. we built um, a, a few, one big you know, 12-week training program that helps new product managers understand the basics of product management, but then level up with the basics of um, infusing the customer in every step of your day-to-day -day operation. Um, because it's not something you can get trained on very well. There's some, there's companies now doing it, um, but uh, I still feel like there's some big gaps in what it takes to be baseline product manager and what it takes to be a really successful a developer of great experience. Yeah, actually, as you mentioned, you have your own initiative, your own company with your partner, Vidya, that's called Product Rebels. You founded it like around six years ago? A five years, yeah, five, yeah, six years ago. More or less? Yeah. Um, yeah, and why rebels? Like, is it like a marketing strategy because it's cool to be rebelling, or no? You're we, what is it? We that truly you're feel <laughs> like um, you know one of the things that we found the challenges. We were both executives at large companies, um, product executives, and it was so hard to find product managers that really stood up for the customer and held that customer flag as we went through the process of creating new products or new experiences. Um, and, and it took a voice in the organization with the flag of the customer to get people across the organization, different functions, to recognize the importance of the input of customer feedback and, and infusing that customer perspective into all the decisions we make. And, and, and for us, what we found was it was sort of rebellious in most organizations. Standing up for your customer mm -hmm. was often and has been often um, a struggle. And, and, and it takes a, 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 la a voice, it takes um, a desire and a passion to represent your customer to organizations that may not be as mm -hmm. well-versed in what's going on. And so we viewed it as this is a rebellious topic in many organizations. And we wanted to set that tone when product managers came to us for help. Um, we, we wanted them to know that we are standing together um, and we are gonna provide the skills and the, the inspiration um, that, that allows you to stand up in an organization. You may be the only one for a little while on, on demonstrating the importance of customer uh, knowledge, customer intimacy and feedback. That's fantastic. Yeah. Actually, 
talking about empathy uh, to it towards your customers and fighting for the rights of your customers. Recently, I've read a very interesting article on The Guardian that was called, I think, the uh, mindfulness conspiracy. So basically, it was talking about the fact that nowadays they sell us the idea that you don't need to rebel, you just need to be mindful and the problem is in your head. So go meditate, drink some uh, veggie juice and uh, yeah, go for running every morning, which I do not really agree, you know. <laughs> Uh, and so I, my, my doubt was here, when you're a product manager, uh, you are responsible for so many things, for so many stakeholders, and you're also the voice of the customers. Uh, so how to stay loyal, and first of all, how to distinguish this true, genuine feeling of kindness towards your customers, mm. and then how to stay loyal to this feeling and not to confuse it with being mindful and... Uh, and meditative uh, advocate of peace and love, you know. <laughs> Interesting. So I meditate. Um, mm. I do it so that I just stay centered mm. and balanced and, and don't let emotion drive my action. Yeah. Um, is that, I don't think that that is something that is um, anti-customer listening mm -hmm. or anti problem solving for my customer, um, I view it as a way to keep my ears open and keep mm -hmm. my, my voice down uh, so that the ratio of my ears to my mouth are actually the way that I operate, right? Sure. I operate mostly with my ears, listening to uh, what customers have to say listen to what my leaders have to say, listen to what my you know, cross-functional mm -hmm. counterparts have to say, because my job as a product manager is to influence beyond every organization, really every, every team in the, in the organization to drive the release of great experiences. It's not, it takes the entire team, and nobody sure. reports to me, you as a product manager. So you have to listen in order to influence. And, and so I, I think there's, there is a connection to uh, meditation, which is stop, clear your mind, and listen, um, and so that you can stay open and calm when things happen, right? And um, so I don't know. It, to me, it's a tool um, by which I can be a better product manager. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I meditate as well. Um, it's just uh, that, as you're saying, you have to be really open to others and to turn it into a teamwork to yes. make it happen. That's right. And, and yeah, what we see happening, maybe just my subjective opinion, is people are being told that, oh, you know, it's on your head, in your head, go resolve your own problems, and then continue. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. it's not really, people are not rebelling as you are doing with your company and with your partner against the injustice. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. They're just, you know what I mean? They're being fed with an idea that, uh, Okay, just meditate and everything will be fine. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah. yeah, no, meditation is a tool for uh, your ability to solve problems. It's not uh, in, a, in a better way, in a more calm way, in a more open way. Mm -hmm. It's not a alternative to solving problems, yeah. I, I think. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So uh, six years ago, six, well, five and something years ago, when you started the, um, uh, the product Rebels, uh, back then you were already having senior positions in ma many companies. Yeah. And out of the sudden, um, you started from scratch. Um, 
So what was going wrong that you decided to leave this comfort zone and uh, yeah. turn into something unknown? Yeah. So uh, Vidi and I have been friends for years, my business partner, my other fellow product rebel. And as executives, we would uh, meet together and talk about the challenges we we're having and bounce ideas. And, and um, we had several product women in product leadership um, meeting on a regular basis to talk about some of the challenges we were facing as leadership in product. <clears throat> and one of the things that we found was it was almost impossible to hire product managers with the philosophies we held. What we believed drove great uh, creation of great experiences. And so we sat back and said, gosh, there's no really great training that we, that we find gives you the, the groundwork or the basics of great product management. Of course there was some product management um, company training companies out there that sort of talked about you know, how to build a requirements document or a, a user story. There was agile training. All of that is good for the sort of the basic structure of product management. Mm -hmm. But there was a nuance that was missing for us. So we weren't being, we, we, and that nuance is how to infuse customer feedback and that empathy in every day-to-day -day operation, uh, operational task or responsibility that you had. Um, and so we decided that we were going to uh, build a training program and a coaching program uh, that yielded uh, great product management, uh, great product managers with a taxonomy, the tools, the frameworks that they needed to actually excel in product management, not just have the basics and enter into the function, but actually excel in the role. Um, and so we just we saw a problem in the in the marketplace, and and uh, we decided to jump off and, and fix it. You know, we've had wonderful careers. Both of us are very grateful for uh, the executive careers we've had. We've learned a ton from great minds in design and um, product leadership and 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 company leadership, and we felt like it was time to to really give that back. And, uh, and we love it. We, we're having a great time. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, among, among your, the people that you're training, I'm sure there is a broad audience of ladies. Um, if you look six, back six years ago, or let's say even five years ago, and uh, if you look at the, your audience nowadays, do you see any changes in the dynamics that the ladies are having? Uh, in a sense, uh, in the way they are looking for a job, are they feeling more confident? Is it the same thing that they are looking nowadays for, um, or it's something different? You know, or there is no difference at all. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing the same challenges for women that I've seen ever since I entered leadership as a woman. Um, you know, we often see women defeating themselves very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, whether they disclaim what they're gonna say, whether they defer to others, um, whether they just don't have the confidence to ask for what they want. Um, and so as I think about new you know, product management, women wanting to enter product management, um, um, I see the same confidence and, and, and and challenges that I've always seen. And I don't even think it's just product management. I see it in every um, industry. 
um, or most, at, at least in tech, in most roles in tech. Um, and so I don't see a huge change. Um, and, and, and so I, I really am blessed to be an example that, um, you know, women can do it. And, and, um, and they just need to reach out and ask for a little help. And, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't see a huge change, though I do see the numbers changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is exciting, right? And I see a much different um, profile of product manager than I did 15 years ago. Yeah. Many product managers that I met you know, that I worked with were very technical and that was sort of the entry point. And now I see um, people looking for much different backgrounds um, uh, in skill set, in culture, in, in uh, you know, different experience, um, which I think is fantastic. Um, because as we talked about earlier, I, f- I feel like empathy is your number one uh, skill in product management, and without having different per- multiple perspectives, it's hard to have that empathy. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, Elise Bosker, with whom you just shared the stage on the discussion yes. panel, she has background in theater. Oh, she, great! She yeah. used to study for theater scenario. I was so surprised when I discovered that now she's in product. So yeah, you see, I mean, yeah. there is a point in here for sure. We're coming to an end of our interview, unfortunately. Um, I don't want to hold your time anymore. <laughs> um, so one of my last questions or requests, I would say, would be to give an advice for ladies um, who want to get into a product but are still feeling insecure and are not really confident about their desire, about their decision. So what should they do? Great question. Uh, reach out, get help. Uh, there's many women that want to help. Uh, there are many women in product communities uh, online that you can join. Um, the second is, I think, you know, I, I coach women uh, right now on just resume building. And, and some of the key resume builders is demonstrating customer learning, right? How, do you, how have you demonstrated the gathering of customer, even if it's internal, right? If you're gathering requirements or needs from your internal stakeholders and you're turning that into a changed process or a um, new org structure or in uh, in an experience, it doesn't have to be I created a product. It could just be I listened to customers. This is what I did with it. Um, And it's influencing skills. So being able to influence at different levels and, uh, and across the organization with people that don't report to you. If you can demonstrate that in your resume, um, that's gold, right? Because a product manager, one of their, the hardest skills that we have to learn really fast is influencing people that don't report to us and that are much higher in the organization than us. And, and I, as a, um, a hiring manager, look for that ability to influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are the two things that I look for initially is can you be empathetic and listen to your stakeholders? Can you turn that into solutions and actually get that solution um, uh, committed to by your organization and actually implemented in the organization? And then third is um, being able to influence broadly. Um, 
and it doesn't have to be in a product role. It can be in other roles. Yeah, great. Great for these inspiring words. Yes. As a cherry on top of the cake, <laughs> <laughs> I have a set of rapid-fire questions for you. Uh oh, okay. So, Shoot. very easy. All right, okay. Um, it's not really a question. Basically, out of two options, you have to choose one. Don't think okay. twice. Okay. Um, listen to your heart. So, okay. camping in Yosemite Park or staying in a five-star hotel in Miami? Camping, hands down. I keep in touch with you. <laughs> Next time when there we go together. So, red wine or white wine? A uh, red wine. Skydiving or a cruise trip across the Atlantic Ocean? Skydiving. <laughs> Great. A documentary on Netflix or a fresh volume of National Geographic? A uh, documentary on Netflix. Frank Sinatra or Eminem? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> the community or the individual? Community. A startup weekend or a corporate retreats? Oh, startup weekend. Hand, hands down on that one. Financial planning or customer interviewing? Customer interview. So, and the final one, are you ready? Yeah. Stability or change? Change. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. That was Heather, our speaker of of Productized Conference 2019. Let's stay in touch. Let's Thank be you. together. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.